On episode 26 of DevTalk, I speak to Luce Carter about Xamarin Forms Shell. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Luce Carter. Luce Carter is a Microsoft MVP from Manchester, England, and is a frequent, you, you can find her all over the internet. Uh, when you look at anything Xamarin related, she's always a part of that. Hello, Luce. Hi, Kerry. Nice to see you. Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. Like I said, whenever I, uh, I get like a newsletter or, or I look at Twitch and, and I always see your face, can you talk a little bit about all the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, sure. So as, as you mentioned earlier, I'm from Manchester in England and I'm a Microsoft MVP. I always joke that I'm sort of one of probably one of the few Microsoft MVPs known for Xamarin content who is a hobbyist and doesn't do it as a day job. Yeah. But yeah, like you mentioned, I'm kind of involved in quite a few things. So about two and a half years ago now, maybe year and a half, Kim Philpotts, who we all might know from things like his amazing UIs that you now see on snippets, reached out to me and said like, hey, you know, uh, Jeffrey Huntley and I run this newsletter. Would you like to get involved? So ever since then, I've been part of helping to curate and also publish the episodes of Samarin Weekly newsletter, which you can all read online or it can get emailed out to you if you subscribe. Um, amazingly, we actually reached 4,000 subscribers recently. So that's super exciting. And that's all thanks to the great content from the community that we can just bring together every week and stick in a newsletter for you all. Wow. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I sometimes I find this podcast in there, so I don't I don't know if you're involved in that. Yeah, no, we um, sometimes sometimes it's Kim. Um, it's mainly Kim and I that do the curating, and we just yeah we just try and find great community content, including this podcast that people might want to know about or you know learn about. Or sometimes just you know it might be like a something they want to try and code. You know, you always see fun things. So you know, we always just try and share that, and not just Microsoft blogs or Microsoft created videos, but actually focus on the amazing things the community do. Well, thank you for spreading the word. Oh, my pleasure. As I said, it's thanks to the community who makes such great content. So, what else are you working on? Uh, so, obviously, as you also said, I do some Twitch streaming. I've not done that for a few weeks because I had a few things going on, and then I've kind of just. Sometimes you've just got to be in the right headspace for streaming. So I've taken a break for a bit. But yeah, normally for a while, every Monday evening, I do a bit of, of streaming. I started off doing some Twilio Quest, which is a standalone game that you can get amazing standalone game by a tech communications company called Twilio. So when that first came out as a standalone game, I spent a few weeks just streaming, learning that. Um, and then since then, I've just been doing different bits on the stream with Xamarin projects I'm working on. So we've had starting to look at Twilio bindings. Obviously, you know, as Xamarin developers, I'm sure you all know, uh, bindings is just kind of your way of adding a wrapper around a third party library that's maybe not in C sharp so that you can start using it. But Twilio doesn't have any bindings for Xamarin, as awesome as it would be. So after being after another member of the community reached out to me and said, like, you know, we'd really like some bindings done for the voice side of things, which is like, you know, making phone calls. Uh, I just started on the stream to look at actually creating a bindings project for Twilio. That's a work in progress. It is on my GitHub. It's open source. It has issues of tasks that need doing. So anyone's welcome to contribute. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So Twilio is the company I know from when I tried to send an SMS from code. Yes, that would be them. That's one of the things they do? 
Yeah, no, they do that. They do loads of things. So you can do SMS, you can do uh, emails, you can do phone calls, video calls. God, what else is there? There's uh, WhatsApp, uh, Facebook chat. They recently, in the past few months, brought out a new project that they call Twilio Conversations that actually allows you to create a conversation where people from different platforms can communicate in one place. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if they're on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or text message, they can all contribute in the same place and see each other's messages. That's really cool. Yeah, they celebrated their, I think it's 11-year birthday a few weeks ago. So, you know, it's as a company, it's quite new compared to some, but they're just doing amazing things. Interesting, because uh, you said there there are, were no bindings for Xamarin, because one of the uh, Xamarin MVPs was Brent, Brent Schooley, and I believe he was a um, like a developer and evangelist at Twilio. Yeah, he's, he still is. I always thought um, that 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 meant there was more Xamarin support there. Uh, no, sadly not. It's it's something that Brent wishes he could spend more time doing. But mm-hmm. obviously, as a dev evangelist for Twilio, they have the sort of company objectives. And for whatever reason, Twilio don't see a need at the moment to, to focus on that on the Xamarin side of things. So there isn't any sort of scope in his schedule to to work on it. So that's why it's kind of opened up to the community somewhat. Well, that's cool that you're working on it, though. Yeah, I mean, there are some there are some bindings already out there done by the community, but one of the things that was raised to me was that there weren't any uh, obvious samples to go with it, and even if mm-hmm. you could work out how to do it, it was quite convoluted and complicated. So one of the things they were hoping I could do was do the bindings and then also simplify it and create samples based on that. Okay. So anything else? Um, all right, so one of the other apps I've been doing more recently on my stream is just a silly app. So funny enough, one of Brent's colleagues, Corey Weathers, who's also a dev evangelist at Twilio on the same .NET team, mm-hmm. um, he reached out to me because he actually amazingly started to learn a bit of Xamarin from my stream. Nice. And he reached out to me and said, like, hey, it'll be awesome if we could have like an app where you have photos that you could just scroll through at random, maybe with some fun animations, because he'd love an app for his children to see pictures of relatives. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I started to do on stream was just start to experiment with that concept and sort of start to do, you know, put the image view in so you've got the images and then be able to flick through them at random. Yeah, so that's kind of just the latest project I've been working on. Cool. As I said, I'm not, I'm just a hobbyist. My job by day is, well, I'm doing QA at the moment, actually. But before that, I was a dev doing mainly .NET backends and a bit of React. So absolutely nothing to do with Xamarin. And it's always just been something I do in my free time because I love it. That's cool. I don't know many Microsoft MVPs who have become an MVP in their free time. So (laughs) usually it helps a lot if your employer uh, supports that, like, like my employer does. Yeah, I mean, I'm very lucky that my employer is fantastic if I've got, you know, conferences to speak at or user groups to talk talk at, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm supported in going to these events and I don't need to book time off. It's just considered part of my job. But obviously, okay, cool. it's still not Xamarin necessarily. And there's a limit, obviously, to how often you can, you know, step away from the day job and go appear at things when the stuff that you're talking about isn't related to your day job. So I'm very yeah. lucky, but there's still a limit to what I can do. So yeah, a lot of what I do is just in my free time. Mm-hmm. And I also saw you being involved in uh, some work with James Montemagno. Oh, yeah. So this started got a few years ago now. He mentioned on Merge Conflict, the podcast he does with Frank Kruger, uh, mm-hmm. that he... Big fan. 
Yes, me too. I was their first ever Patreon supporter, actually, on New Year's Day wow. 2018. Um, but they, uh, yeah, so on the podcast, James mentioned that he knows that he's not great at uh, written content and there's an awfully op- often sort of mistakes in it and that he's actually open to corrections. You know, he was saying that if anyone spots anything, just let me know. Mm-hmm. So I just started reaching out to him on Twitter. I kind of previously had conversations with him about other things. So I felt sort of okay to reach into his inbox, um, which he'd laugh at because his inbox is open to anybody. But you just get a bit starstruck sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, so I reached out to him and just started sending him corrections. And then it kind of moved on from that to being, um, oh, I realize that you write the blog in Markdown. Here, just take this Markdown and paste it. So rather than just being, oh, this sentence is wrong, it kind of evolved into, here's some corrections that you can literally copy and paste and it will work in your editor. And then Mm -hmm. after quite a few months of that, he just one day when I sent him a correction, just said, hey, what's your email? So I told him. And yeah, I just got an invite to my inbox to be an editor role on his blog. So ever since then, I've been able to log in um, and just edit. You know, I think I saw if anyone saw on Twitter the other day, I had a quick interaction because he sent a blog post, which I'll admit I had edited, but I'd missed a typo that our good friend Gerald pointed out. And so I was lucky that even from my phone, I could just jump on and fix it when normally he'd be asleep. So mm-hmm. that's been fun. And kind of it gives me early access to his his blog content. And sort of we've got it quite streamlined now. We've actually got a Trello board and everything. It's great. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, started doing that. And then about a year and a half ago, last summer it was, he messaged me and said, like, oh, actually, do you know, would you would you be interested in kind of being on retainer with refracted which is his uh, or soundbite sorry which is the podcast network that he kind of is involved in so it does a couple of podcasts that aren't in, he isn't a host of but it's mainly his podcasts and mm-hmm. he's just like hey would you be interested in also um being an editor for this so that meant that i could just jump on and now i can uh, proofread the episode descriptions for all the podcasts the most active ones at the moment that he does are Merge Conflict and Nintendo Dispatch, but both of those I edit the descriptions and yeah, you know, it's quite it's quite a sort of flattering for him to trust me with the level of doing things. But it works really well and I think I think the community would agree that, you know, things have definitely got better in terms of the content. Because the content's fantastic, but sometimes, you know, there's spelling mistakes or missing words, which if you're using a screen reader or English isn't your first language it just makes it so much harder for you. So I'm just honoured that I get the chance to help the community by just making sure as poster inclusive as possible. But you're not involved in the audio at all. No, no, no. So he does all the audio. Um, okay. He's got it down to a fine art. I was gonna gonna ask you about uh, tips and tricks for post editing, but uh, you're better not. off asking James about that one. Okay, I, I actually did, <laughs> because James and you were both speakers at the recent Xamarin Expert Day in Cologne in october and uh so that's another thing you do right yeah no i I public speak sometimes it's really busy and sometimes it goes through quiet periods but i've been lucky enough to speak around the world um not around the world so around europe a few times thanks actually to the different salmon expert day events that you and the team put on which are always fantastic um yeah i mainly just do thank you you're welcome (laughs) thank you for putting it on um, but yeah, I also speak at uh, other conferences sometimes. So I spoke at NDC London in January and I'm lucky enough to be doing the same again this coming January. And then one of the other cool things that I got to do this year as part of being a Microsoft MVP is 
uh, be part of Microsoft's Insider Dev Tour. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Build, Microsoft's huge developer conference that they have in Seattle in May each year. Mm-hmm. But what they do after that is rather than have the employees who are maybe tired from Build go around and share the content, they actually run different events around the world that are organized by Microsoft, but hosted and involved with mainly MVPs and community members. So I actually got the chance to speak in London, Manchester and Brussels in the same week. And that was the week after one of the previous Samarin uh, expert days, the one in Munich in June. So it was a very busy week for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's great just getting to speak at different places and different opportunities. And I think we have a great community and it's just nice to have so many different events that either for Xamarin or open to having Xamarin content so I can just share what isn't my day job, but is what I love outside of work. Yeah, well, that's cool. So at the expert day, you were speaking about uh, something we mentioned in the last episode, which is Xamarin Forms Shell. And Almir was the guest on that episode. He said he had looked into it, but we didn't get into any specifics. And I know that you are the person to ask, or if I would pick somebody uh, whom I could ask if I have a problem with Xamarin Forms Shell, it would be you. So I I thought we might want to talk about that a little bit more in detail today. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, as you said, I the past two Xamarin Expert days, I spoke about Shell. It's something that said, you know, maybe as a hobbyist, I don't use as much as some people might already, mm-hmm. but I think it's just really welcoming it lowers the barrier to entry for Xamarin even more makes navigation easier and it's just something I'm really excited about so absolutely we can delve into it more sure uh, so you mentioned navigation um is that the the central thing that shell brings or can, can you maybe tell us about the features yeah so what shell is in Microsoft's own words is an opinionated navigation framework Mm -hmm. So what that really means is it kind of offers you an extra navigation experience in your code to make it a lot easier to get started with. Previously, you know, some things are quite easy to do, like if you want tab pages, for example. But when you start moving away from just one single page, like a content page or actually having tabs, things like master detail page, when you look at how to implement that, you just end up with so many different pages and it gets confusing. I mean... Even the master detail page, as I'm sure many of you know, is actually one of the template options when you create a new Xamarin Forms project. And when you spin it up and you follow that template, it gives you some boilerplate to get started with. But it's not obvious what does what. You know, I think for me, it took me a couple of minutes to look at each page and try and work out what's happening. Mm-hmm. And what Shell brings to the table is it makes it so much easier. So rather than you having to worry about defining all these different details about your pages, you just say to it what type of navigation you want, the info about the different pages you want included, and it just goes ahead and does the rest for you. Cool. I mean, it has some other great features we can kind of touch on as we talk about it. But yeah, at a basic level, it's just a new way of doing navigation in your pages that make it a lot easier. And to anyone that comes from a web background one of the things it introduces is uri based navigation so you can actually supply routes now so you don't necessarily have to worry about the stacks the navigation stack and pushing and popping from it but you just give it a route and you can even pass parameters with that route so it's just another thing that the xamarin forms team have brought that just makes you know web people maybe with a web background more inclined to give it a go so does that mean i can do 
any type of navigation within my app or just a, a handful of navigation types or or is it, is it you're, you're saying opinionated that would, it, it implies that this is something that works one way and maybe if you want something special then shells is shell is not the right thing for you yeah i mean i think it just it depends depends on your use case i mean they they call it opinionated because you know it's it's kind of I don't know how to describe it, but it's doing it. It's I don't fully know why they call it opinionated because I guess it might be because if you've got more complicated navigation scenarios in your application where you might be jumping around a bit or always following a certain like stack, I guess it's more complicated. But for for majority of cases, you'll find that Shell will make it a lot easier for you because you don't have to start sort of fiddling too much you just keep it as a basic structure and it does actually support a lot of the third-party navigation like mvvm frameworks like prism as well Mm -hmm. one of the questions i get a lot from people is does shell support prism and the answer uh, the answer is yes they actually worked with the team at prism when shell was being developed to make sure that it worked out of the box straight away nice I've not done much with Prism myself because as a hobbyist, I don't necessarily need an extra framework on top of what you get with Xamarin Forms out of the box. But obviously I know a lot of people out there will use Prism and other MVVM frameworks like that. And it does work with Shell. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about how the navigation works? Because I know um, the the traditional approach would be to just in your your view, you you try to uh, move on to another view and uh, then there was the frameworks like mvvm cross they do it that way that you have like a view model navigation like down in your view model you say i want to navigate to this other view model and then that view model will know which view to show that corresponds to that view model And, and how does it work with shell so with shell you can as well as doing that sort of like you say stack based uh push and pop kind of thing it gives you, um, actually gives you the ability to uh, not worry so much about being sequential in the stack, but actually move around as you want. So mm-hmm. one of the things you can define in Shell is a property called back button behavior. And that actually defines what, as you did think, what happens when you click the back button, which means that you can specify a page to visit. You could do it in the traditional way, you know, even with Shell in your application, none of the traditional ways of creating content, you know, creating pages and different types, all the navigation, none of that stops working. It's just something on top of that that you can use if you choose to. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things with the back button behavior is, as I mentioned, you can just say it might be that you want to go back three pages rather than one page in the stack, but rather than having to worry about the positions in the stack, because it supports URI-based navigation with this idea of routes, you can just specify root, and when you create your pages, you can specify, you can give an attribute to them above the classes that says this is, you know, this root solves this. So it does actually support view model navigation as well. Mm-hmm. As long as it knows the root and it can, you know, navigate to it, and you can say, that, you know, whether it's a back button or just in the navigation in general, you can just, yeah, go to that root and it will just take you to whichever page you want rather than worrying about the order in the stack. But you can navigate via URLs and but also via classes or instances, I guess. Yes. Okay, nice. 
so anything else that it's focusing on? Does does it design my UI in any way, any way or or do I am I limited in what it looks like? It so it speeds it definitely speeds things up. So one of the ones I mentioned before, which I use the good example because it's the most complicated, is master detail page. Mm-hmm. So whereas before, you know, you'd have to specify the master, the detail, and then what each one goes to. Rather than worrying about that now and, you know, the result of that giving you that little hamburger menu, in Shell, you just specify new layout. So in your project structure, you'd have a uh, XAML file. So Shell uses XAML. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'd have a a XAML file at the root of your project, in your shared project. Yeah. That that you can call whatever you want. The the kind of common practice naming convention that you see out in the community is appshell.xaml, but you can call it whatever you want. Okay. But what you do is you just have this app shell, you just use XAML tags in it to define the structure of your navigation. So it, and, but that's obviously the UI as well. So it'll be, you might have, say, like the flyout. So flyout is the master detail equivalent in a shell. Mm-hmm. So you just specify your flyout tags, just like you would in any other XML tags. Then you add things inside that that specify what the flyout items will be. And then when you, as part of that declaration, you can then give it the attribute of what the page is. So then it will automatically know, okay, you want this flyout menu with these items in this order. And when you click them, it'll take you to this page. And when you have that flyout declaration in and you tell your main app to create a new shell, rather than a new app, it's a new shell. And then you give it your app shell file mm-hmm. or whatever you choose to call it. Once you just do that, then your master detail will be there through this flyout. And you'll see the hamburger menu and you click it and you'll see everything you expect. Okay. And you mentioned master detail. Does that look the same on like a big screen as it does on a phone screen? Uh, Yeah. The behavior will be the same as you're used to. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that I think the hamburger icons look slightly different, but they're still clearly hamburger icons. And yeah, they look regardless of whether it's done with master detail or done the shell or what platform, you know, what device you're on, whether it's a tablet or a phone or a TV or whatever, it will just look the way you'd expect it to with from master detail. Okay, so so it will be like on on a tablet, you'll see the the master view on the left and then the, the detail right, and on a phone, it would probably be two separate pages where you just dive into from your master list, you dive into the details, and you you'd have to go back to switch another detail. Yeah, that sounds okay. right. I must admit, I've not run any apps on a tablet in a while to yeah. confirm that. But yeah, I, I think that's the default for Xamarin form. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what, as I said, I'd expect shelves to do exactly the same okay. with any of its styles as it would with traditional. It's just the the same controls. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a navigation framework rather than any new controls or any new types of pages. It's just a way of structuring your application. Is there any kind of um, ways for communication between those pages, like a pub-sub mechanism or something like that? I'm not sure about pub-sub, but certainly because it does URI-based, you can pass parameters in, so you can Mm -hmm. pass information to it kind of through the parameters. Okay. Uh, As part of the, you just add that to the URL or do you like pass a dictionary? Yeah, it's just like, okay. Yeah, no, it's just like when you do any web based development, it's just API style, you know, slash roots, and you can pass, you know, parameters. Okay. Do you know if you can use those URLs for deep linking from outside of your app? Oh, that's a good question. 
I think so, but don't quote me on that. I'd have to look into that one. Okay, just just curious, because that that uh, sounds like something that would make sense. I, I, if if I were to guess, I would guess that it would work. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and if it doesn't, it's probably either on the roadmap or it's something that we can raise. So obviously, like everything else, Xamarin Forms Shell is all developed in the Xamarin Forms project out in the open. You can submit PRs, you can raise issues for features you want. So I sh- I'm pretty sure it does support deep deep linking, but if it doesn't, it, you know, they're open to suggestions. Okay. And is there anything else that we haven't talked about that's part of Shell? I think so. Yeah, the, I said the main one for me is just how much easier it makes declaring your navigation and your pages, and it simplifies the more complicated ones. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the main one that I cover in my talks is how clever, like easy it is. Uh, the other thing, if people are curious, is Shell does support visual. So visual is the um, new idea that you can make your apps look look and feel the same regardless of the platform. So mm-hmm. rather than having the traditional look and feel of Android with your sort of grey buttons or your iOS with the transparent buttons of blue text, for example, you can specify a look to apply across the board. At the moment, it only supports uh, material from Google. So everything will just look with a sort of black button, white text style. But yeah, it will look the same across of them and Shell supports that as well. And uh, back to Shell, if I do navigation, is is there any kind of navigation I wouldn't do with Shell? For example, if I want to show a message box or like an overlay or something like that? Not really with a message box, because to me, a message box would be an alert. And that's mm-hmm. more part of Xamarin Forms rather than Shell itself. Yeah, well, Shell's literally just concerned mm-hmm. with how you navigate between the pages and how you con- your app structured rather than and sort of and obviously parameter passing and routes is all part of a way to navigate between them all. But yeah, apart from the sort of navigation related things, everything else is just the usual Xamarin forms that you're used to. Okay, and you mentioned the roadmap. Do you know anything that's coming up for Xamarin Forms Shell? Uh, not that I know of at the moment, but. One of the great things, because it's on GitHub, is I can quickly, while we're on it, talk mm-hmm. about it, is just look it up. Yeah, that's it's so nice that um, it's it's not developed in uh, behind closed doors anymore, and anyone could contribute. If you, something is not working, you just set up a pull request or raise an issue. Yeah, it's something something I really yeah. like, and I think it's been a great move by Microsoft. And sometimes you, you even see Twitch streams or community stand ups, and it's it's really open, and I I like this new world yeah no i i think the community stand-ups are a great idea um getting one of a one of my blog posts featured on the uh dot uh, the xamarin community stand-up like blog share link is a, is a goal of mine uh-huh. not been achieved yet but one day <laughs> so have you found anything i'm just i'm just looking now i'm just i'm on the xamarin forms github page so i'm okay. just having a look it sounds like it's a it's a small scope that they were focusing on, so it might be that there there is no roadmap at this point. Yeah, I can't find the roadmap at the moment, but yeah, certainly Shell's one of those that I think it's not necessarily the the, the big hot topic anymore because since the announcements of Hot Reload and Hot Restart and all the amazing things going on there, Shell's kind of taken a sort of back seat a little bit. But you know, because Xamarin Forms is forever evolving, it's open source. Things change all the time, but what is great is that 
obviously they're not just being open source, but they write so many blog posts and create content and do so many things around it that if there is any new announcements, you know, they won't hide it. It will be known and it will be easy to find out about it. Yeah. So you mentioned your blog. Do you have any post on Shell at this point or other topics? That's a good question. I probably do further uh, further back when I first discovered it, but I must admit, blogging about Shell is—I've not done it as much as I should because I've ended up focusing more on creating like stream content around Shell, using it in my streams, and also obviously the public speaking I do on it. Mm -hmm. But I'll link to your blog anyway, and uh, any other links that you could provide to me that we can give to people to get started. Uh, yeah, certainly. I can send you a link for the the Microsoft documentation. They're getting started with Shell, which takes you through how to create your first Shell application, more about what it is. Again, it will cover the other, you know, the flyout and the tabs that I talked about. And it even has a sample, which is always great. Mm -hmm. And was there a recording of your talk in Cologne last time? Uh, yes, there was. There was. Um, the demo gods weren't on my side that day, so a lot went wrong. <laughs> I heard but, you updated. Yes, it did end up on YouTube. You updated right before the talk. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a mixture of things. Mm -hmm. I So PowerPoint for Mac had a bug where notes weren't showing properly in presenter view. Uh, then the, what else went wrong? Yeah, then I made the mistake of trusting Visual Studio for Mac too much because it's treated me well for so long that when it just popped up saying, do you want to update? I thought, yeah, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. So I updated, then moved on to, uh, it said, oh, you need Xcode 11 point, was 13 point, or is it 11 point something? Oh, it's 11 point something, isn't it? I need 11.3, I think. Um, no, 11.2, it was. Okay. I went on the App Store. It wasn't offering me an update. I went on the Apple developer portal and the option was, 13.3 so i couldn't find 13.2 anywhere in the end i just downloaded it from the app store as if i'd never downloaded it before but i think that was partly because i must have without realizing downloaded the 13.1 from the developer portal mm -hmm. but then it got caught out by not updating often enough oh boy um but that caused problems then i couldn't update i couldn't fix it until after the talk so actually during the talk i had intellisense breaking uh, projects on iOS not running. Uh, I wanted to show off Hot Reload, but it can't support the linker because of how it works. So I couldn't use Hot Reload because to make it run on iOS, I had to put linker on. It was all a bit of a disaster, but it's out there on YouTube for all the world to see. Um, yeah, I had the, the same demo problems at the Expert Day in Munich last time, and I ended up showing a, a Channel 9 video of me showing everything. Um, but that went <laughs> I've well. I've not been on Channel Nine yet, so I can't okay. can't pull that one out the bag. Yeah, but at least that that worked that part. But some somehow the demo just stopped working like two minutes before the talk, and I don't know why. Still don't know why. Yeah, I think Mark Mark Allibone has it right. He makes videos record screen recordings for all his slides, and I always think I should do that, and then I never get around to mm -hmm. it because I think, oh, it's okay. You know, I know things could go wrong, but my demos are simple. I can recover from this, but. I think I learned my lesson. <laughs> well, I'm sure, uh, yeah, that, that won't happen again in that severity. No, absolutely not. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. That was very interesting. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, just a personal note for the blog, uh, for the podcast. So it's been one year. This would be episode 26. And I think the last one to air this year. There has been 
not so much feedback on the podcast, uh, I would really appreciate if I would get like my first iTunes review. Please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, comment on um, on my website where this is uh, this is published. Yeah, just let me know that you're there and listening. I would really appreciate that. Thank you. So this has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye bye.